Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Taylor Wilde. Welcome back to Wild On, the podcast where you get the insider's view of the weird, wonderful, wild world of women's wrestling on Wednesdays. Today's guest was one of my first best friends in the wrestling business, who wasn't Canadian. She and I only wrestled on international shows for years before we both signed contracts with total nonstop action and became TNA knockouts. She's from Minnesota, which is as Canadian as an American can get. She likes beers, boobs, and barbecues. I finally caught up with ODB on the road with her meet and greet food truck company. The internet was terrible at best, so we only had Zoom to talk on. As a result, the sound isn't the greatest, and I just wanted to give you a disclaimer as well as my apologies. But stay with it. I promise it's worth it. Her bigger-than-life personality can pretty much overcome anything. The legendary Jessica Kreza my one dirty bitch, ODB. Bam! So, you are still living the Airstream life. Tell me about living in your Airstream. Going on the road thing, I still love to do. And then, then all of a sudden, I got a food truck. I'm like, hmm, house and job on wheels, how perfect. <laughs> no commitment issues at all here. None, none. You love commitment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where are you actually living? What city? Uh, back in Minnesota. I've been here for now two years with the truck. Um, I'm in St. Cloud, Minnesota. So it's a beautiful, quiet little campground away from Minneapolis. So it's really, I love it out here. That's so cool. Where the fuck do we start? <laughs> so we could start where we actually first met. Okay. In good old Monterey, Mexico. <laughs> A place neither of us are indigenous to. Yeah, yeah. We met in Mexico. Sarah Stock had booked us. And what a culture shock, man. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was down there for three weeks. You were down there for like a month. After a week, I was like, peace out. (laughs) Well, it's just people don't realize it's so different when guys go overseas, you know. I think they're treated way better than women are. Especially then. I mean, we get more creepy. Oh. They're creepy. Like, we get, like, remember we were kind of locked in that little apartment we were at, and then we had gates to get in, and I felt like we were being watched the whole time. Yeah. We would sneak out, you know, and God, it was safe back then. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'll never forget, um, like, at nighttime, it was like a race to get back to the apartment. Like, we never went... We didn't ever go very far, but... Yeah, we had a curfew, I think. Yeah, yeah no gringas out on the street past 6 o'clock. <laughs> and then we had a practice. We had, like, wrestling practice every day. What the fuck is that? <laughs> we're like, we're professionals. We don't want to practice. No, I don't need to practice. I'm four years in the business. I know everything. <laughs> but the one thing I didn't like, because I'm not a lucha, and I can't <laughs> roll very good or jump or... I can't flip bump. I've, I don't think I've ever flip bumped. Oh my God. Then we had to run around the stadium and it was hot as hell. It was so 
hot. Oh, I'll never forget that humidity. Like it was back in the day where, you know, not everybody had a cell phone. And I just would walk like 50 feet to the end of our sidewalk to use a payphone to call home. Remember payphones? <laughs> Change my flight. Hurry up. <laughs> and I would just be drenched. And like in a 20 minute conversation, I must have been beeped at 4,000 times trying to make this call home. It was just like beep, 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 beep. We got to go shopping though. That was fun. And then we got made in Mexico. That was kind of cool. Yep. Shows were they were incredible. Yeah, shows were really badass. I think that's where I kind of learned just to do whatever in the ring because we just did whatever in the ring, you know. The one chick loved you. She loved her. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> she loved her Chantel. <laughs> you know, I forgot about that. I had a. I guess I developed some PTSD. I had blocked her out. <laughs> I was like, she get in the ring. I'm like, oh, I'll just take Chantel. In. Yep. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> We got the snot beat out of us the first couple of shows. <laughs> yes, we did. Like but then we I gave was... it right back. We're like, all right. Yeah. yeah. So we... we're going to play? Yeah. Game on. But I remember getting back on that plane three weeks later and like I couldn't even put my arms on the armrest. <laughs> I felt like we got, we were grizzled within a month of being there. And Sarah was there for like 10 years. Oh my God. I still, yeah. I, I can't believe Sarah like lived in Mexico for freaking 10 years, but she loved it. I, know. I mean, I know. it's not my, not my cup of tea, but I, I'm definitely, I went through that experience, especially with you. It yeah. was, you know, well, I, th I think that's what solidified our, our sisterhood. Really. If we could survive that, everything else was just easy. Oh yeah. Easy. yeah. Do you remember our spa day? <laughs> We had like a Mexican sugar daddy, the guy who brought us. <laughs> I didn't have no sh Mexican sugar daddy. What the hell? Yes, you did. You were with me. You've blocked this out. I have pictures. I have hey, pictures. We got our hair done. Yes. We got our hair done. Yes. I remember I had highlights. That's right. And I got my first weave and that meant I had my first set of dreadlocks like six months later because I didn't know how to take it out. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Do you remember the cat that died in our backyard? Was April was April Hunter down there with us? No, it was this Canadian girl, Sharon. Uh, oh yeah, she didn't last. She didn't survive. She no, like after five days, I think. Yeah, that was for the best. So then, we then met in South Africa. Yeah, South Africa. We went on a freaking tour. Oh my god, uh, we were the only chicks. Yep. I mean, you got Kevin Nat, the Steiners, working with Booker T there. I mean, it was like packed. And then there's us. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> oh, those shows were freaking nuts. The cricket arenas. You're talking like 10,000 people. Like, remember that outside one? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was like a two-week tour, wasn't it? That was a long one. It was long. And that was also the longest flight of my life. I never want to do that again. 20 hours, yep. Especially when it's not like with a big company. We just hop on a plane and see who picks us up in a different country. I, 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 my poor parents. I was like 19. I was, okay, bye, mom. I'm going to South Africa. Uh, with who? I don't know. See, here's the poster. <laughs> I'm on the poster. I'm going to see Jess there. Hopefully. Those, the beautiful hotels that we stayed at in Johannesburg, it was like, had a casino in there, roller coasters, anything you imagine to eat. They had a Harley shop down the road. I mean. I, to this day, 
have never seen anything like that. That was yeah the cultural divide. Like that was such a like a sobering experience. Do you remember all the shanties on the farmland? All those houses made out of basically garbage. Oh yeah, I remember driving on the bus and we would see some of that stuff. I was like, oh, I actually really like South Africa. It's very pretty and good group of people. Yeah, I remember you got locked in. We had our dressing room. You got locked in the bathroom. <laughs> then Rick Steiner just fucking kicks. <laughs> I was trying to act calm, but like I was starting to freak inside <sighs> because that was an old ass cricket arena and that was like a double bolted like castle door. I was like, how am I going to get out of here? That's why I never lock doors everywhere I go. I, I have a fear. <laughs> I cannot go into elevators <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, I'm really drunk <laughs> or I have a hot guy with me. I'll go in an elevator. <laughs> well, basically a hierarchy of needs, right? Like that's completely understandable. Okay, so we met Mexico and then again in South Africa and then we were not on North American soil until we both signed a contract with TNA Impact. <laughs> I know, right? Until you came to TNA and you jumped the barricades and beat Awesome Kong for the title. <laughs> the toughest fan ever. <laughs> Uh, oh. Good thing I knew you. I was like, hell yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> we were at TNA in such a good time for women's wrestling. Oh my God. That was the era. Like, I think we just broke the mold. We had, we were all were so different. They gave us time. You know, we'd have two matches on pay-per-views. And I mean, we just got time to develop our characters. It was awesome. Like Vince Russo let us do our thing. I know. How old are you now? 34. But now I'm coming back. <laughs> oh, shit. I kind of figured that. I took 10 years off, but my biological clock started to tech. And it wasn't because I needed another baby. It was like, if I don't go back now, that's it, girl. <laughs> Where are you in terms of wrestling now? <laughs> the, the winter time. I went back to Impact for a couple of matches. Yeah. And then I did NWA with Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Um, I was sore. She's a tough cookie. That was a fun match. <laughs> I could not move the next day. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I don't do this much anymore. What the hell? Uh, what else? Oh, I did AEW about a year ago. But honestly, my dream would be to get back into wrestling with my food truck <laughs> and drive it down the ramp. <laughs> <laughs> sell a pork sandwich or two yeah that would be i have no desire to put my wrestling i think i actually finally just sold one of my wrestling gears are you retired then semi-retired i don't i'm not really retired i've just i still got it of course you do <laughs> well good for you so you're you're technically on a, a hiatus maybe we'll call it or you're marinating yeah you never know you never yeah. know with me we're all it's crazy you say that though so i started training basically right before covid hit and i don't remember being that sore like i don't know if that's age like the wrestling itself doesn't hurt but the ricochet effect my recoil is way slower than it used to be because when i went back to impact well the women too they just wrestle so different yeah like i mean back then Back then, here I am talking like I'm a grizzled vet. <laughs> we are more characters and we didn't need to beat the crap out of each other. I mean, I'm 42 yeah. and I just finally went to the chiropractor like a month ago. I mean, I grabbed my boobs for 20 years, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe did a kip up here and there. And, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel yeah. great. Good for you. 
when I went back to Impact, these girls, oh my God, I was like, they're like, can you do this um, thing at the top rope? It was like a blockbuster. I was like, a what? <laughs> like, first of all, have you ever watched what I've done? I've never jumped out the top rope unless it was special. And I knew that person was going to catch my ass. Right. I was like, you know what? It's been 20 years and I don't need to do that. No. I'm like, first of all, you're telling me what to do? Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) It's so different now. I will say the talent pool is so vast. Like girls can go now. But respect your elders. No one should be telling you what to do. It's so different these days. Like I remember when Lisa Marie came in. Yep. Victoria, Tara came in the TNA and I was like, oh my God, get, I get excited when like, you know, people have been places I've never been and they can teach me stuff. And I was like, oh, or even like working with jazz. It's like, oh, it was just so cool to work with those ladies that have been, you know, a lot of places I haven't been. And I think girls today will never get to experience what we experienced in our heyday because by the time we had all gotten to TNA, we had already been on the indies together for years. Yeah. So most of us already knew each other very well personally. And like in the ring, we already had our shticks. It was like, you want to do the thing and the thing, and then you do the thing and then the bam and then the, oh. Yep. <laughs> we weren't rolling in the money. So no. we, were, we were like traveling in clown cars. There'd be like six of us in a four door sedan. Yeah, we <laughs> survived all that, you know, yeah. and like we had probably had bed bugs and every Ugh. other stuff you could think of on our bodies for <laughs> sure well, that, yeah like corona nothing like <laughs> oh what's this covid shit <laughs> it's crazy yeah because i remember like when all of us you know made it to tna and everyone kept us coming in too we all did the indies for i mean it took seven, about me seven years to finally sign the, my first tna contract yeah and yeah it's so, like you look back you know with me and tracy brooks traveling the country together and then yeah. see how those canadians i'm you know like get to be good friends with all those damn Canadians. <laughs> well, you're from Minnesota. You're as Canadian as That's I'm kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, just the, the the bond we had because we, you know, we had to travel and live in real close quarters. We already knew each other really well. We, we were a family. Like, of course we'd get on each other's fucking nerves. We're a bunch of girls living together. So it was a sisterhood. I felt like we all did a really good job of building everything up and supporting each other. It's cool, too, because we didn't have that much social media back then. No. Like, we weren't out taking selfies of each other, you know. I mean, <laughs> I probably just started taking selfies maybe a couple years ago. Yep. <laughs> but now it's just, like, so, I don't want to say easy to be in the wrestling business, but you got so many places you can work and make good money now. Yes, yes. Back then, I mean, you know. It's like two it's, options. Yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah, exactly, two options. Sell your soul and make a lot of money or <laughs> or have creative control, a shit ton of fun and make like you said we already yeah. all of us basically already had our characters yes already made and yes. they're just like we want to see you guys shine let's go yeah <laughs> yeah because i want to be a cowboy baby with a top left Let's talk about ODB 2.0. So what came first? The barbecue sauce or the food truck? The barbecue sauce came first. Because I remember when I left TNA, let's just say 2014 is when I finally left. And they gave me a ridiculous contract. I was like, what's this? (laughs) I'm not 
signing this shit. <laughs> and they're like, well, where else are you going to go? I'm like, it don't matter where else I'm going to go. I got an airstream. <laughs> so I just said, no, thanks. You got to make that decision. I didn't even think about it. I mean, I've been bartending most of my life. Yeah. I got some money. I can go on the road. And then I uh, packed up the airstream here and went to like, you know, Sturgis, South Dakota, went to all the bike rallies, Daytona Beach, Galveston, Texas, Louisiana, and just, you know, had a little tent and sold my barbecue sauce. And then someone was like, you should do a food truck. And I was like, what? <laughs> Back in 2017. And uh, Jimmy Hart actually reached out to me because he had a bar right on the beach there. Oh. And he's like, I know you really want to start a food truck. And what if you kind of started it here and you could bartend so you can make some money? And I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So I pulled my Airstream trailer to Daytona Beach. And I got to park it right by Jimmy Hart's Cadillac, right by the <laughs> motel. <laughs> and then they put me up in the hotel for a couple months right on the beach. And I was the bartender. I literally bartended probably seven days a week. And then I was, you know, looking into getting the, the food truck. So I bought a little trailer and I was just kind of crockpotting everything, you know, making food. And then it was a shit show my first year in Daytona <laughs> with the truck. And then I, <laughs> then I moved it home and. I've been doing good in Minnesota, and then finally, um, well, last year, the trailer burned to the ground, oh. which honestly ended up being uh, a blessing. Yeah. Then I got my dream food truck. Like, look at that. Obviously, no one lit it on fire, but I know someone from above lit that bitch on fire for me. <laughs> so, you know, I can't help it being a firefighter. Do you know how it started or? Uh, they never investigated it. So, okay. Which kind of, kind of disappointed me. But then, because it was just sitting there in my buddy's bar parking lot. And he's like, are they going to take this out of here? I'm like, I don't want to touch it because I don't want to get blamed for nothing. Yeah. And they never came, investigated it. They finally just towed it off. And then that's when I got back into wrestling. Like TNA helped me out. The NWA helped me out. DDP and Mick Foley helped me out. So and they, then I got my so, dream food truck. Wow. So the, all those, the company and the people you just mentioned, they all donated towards you getting a food truck? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, let it. Literally the next day, my food truck burnt. Within 24 hours, DDP's calling me. It's like, Aww. hey, ODB, this is DDP. I'm like, what? I'm like, shit. I'm like, what's up, buddy? <laughs> well, for anybody who's been living under a rock, ODB is obviously a huge, huge personality and talent in the ring. But she's also an absolutely incredible human being with a big heart. So, girl, that is your karma. You deserve that shit. I'm so glad it worked out. Like, oh man, all your all all your blood, sweat, and tears have gone into that, and now you got your your dream truck. <laughs> yeah, now That's... I'm pimping in the food truck. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually so... do enjoy driving that thing. It's like yeah, it's thirty feet long. I'm really high. I'm like yeah, <laughs> big mama. People honking. Bam. I like when the little kids. Yeah. <laughs> I like when the little kids go by and they're like, yeah, honk. They get all excited. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. So it's ODB's meet and greet food truck. What are, you, what are your signature dishes? What What's your favorite? Is it an ever-changing menu? Tell me things. Boy. Nope, I have the same menu all the time. It's um, My favorite is meat in a cup. Wow. Beans, pork, coleslaw, and a pickle. My mm -hmm. ODB barbecue sauce on top. 
And then you can pick your cup size, B, C, or double D. <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> That's kind of like my main, my specialty. But it's all, it's all uh, smoked pulled pork because I smoke all my meat. Then I have a buffalo chicken. So then I put it all into different entrees. You just wanted to go into a business where you could talk about how much you love meat. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I knew that was going to take me somewhere. <laughs> we all have our strengths. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm so happy for you. You do seem genuinely so pleased and content. And look at you, you're in nature. I know, right? Oh, yeah. But Minnesota gets hit in the winter like we do. So what the hell? What's life like in the Airstream in the winter? I do not stay in this bitch in the wintertime. <laughs> so in, literally in two weeks. Yeah. I, cause I knew I wanted to travel with my food truck, but it's hard, you know, actually traveling with it. So I'm going to go to one state. So I'm heading to Daytona beach where it all started. Probably do some uh, wrestling shows with the food truck. And awesome. So I figured that would be a great place to bring the food truck. Cause eventually I really wanted to go on a huge tour. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. yeah. How has COVID affected the food truck business? Freaking. Oh my God. When all this started, well, I had to go to Missouri to get my food truck. So I brought a couple of friends down. It was on St. Patty's Day is when kind of the world shut down. Yeah. That's literally when I was driving my food truck home. And I was like, oh, lovely. Great. Everything <laughs> shut down. I'm like, ah, so Good I had time. a long drive to think about it. And I was like, well, by the time I get my permits and all that, I'm going to go to neighborhoods. So I would reach out. My Facebook is my main social media for the uh, food truck. So I just put it out there. I'm like, cause no one could go anywhere. Like everything was literally shut down. Yeah. So then I was like, who wants my food truck for two hours in the neighborhood? Okay. And it was awesome. I went to so many different neighborhoods and uh -huh. oh my God, it's beaten my last trailer, like tripled. It's yeah. I'm very thankful for it. So now I just want to keep it going. And Amazing. So it's like you actually had the best business model for COVID. You bring the food to people and you can keep with social distancing. And damn, that's good. I'm pretty high up and I have a window and yep. I don't need to touch you or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you really want to. Especially stuff like this. When stuff like this happens, you really... Because some people are like, oh, I can't do nothing. Okay, I'm going to sit at home and watch Netflix and be lazy, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, this mm -hmm. is the time. This mm -hmm. is go time. It's kind of like, you know, you got to think outside the box for your company, you know. I mean, some obviously I feel bad because some companies, you know, like especially with big bars and restaurants. Yeah. A lot of Minneapolis restaurants did not make it through all this. Mm -hmm. I, I was lucky. Oh, my God. Lucky enough to be on wheels and really... I mean, I worked my ass off. Though. I was going to say, girl, that's you, though. That's the hustle. <laughs> there was times I was going two wow. weeks straight Good with this bitch. You. No, I know. Well, trying to get this interview set up, you were like, oh, got to do the food truck. Nope, got to do the food truck. Nope, got to do the food truck. I'm like, shit. I know I felt bad. I'm like, okay, we can do three o'clock. Well, wait, nope. So I'll still be driving. And then by the time I get home, I'm like, ah. No stress at all. I'm I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. I'm just like, pencil me in. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just so cool that how we've just known each other for so many, like, I always felt like I was your big sister. It's true. And like, <laughs> it's just cool, like, how you, you know, well, now you're a mom and now and married and a firefighter. I was like, shit. Because I think being in pro wrestling, I don't know if people know this, but I think 
we're the toughest people in this freaking world. Oh my god. Pro wrestlers. I mean, because we oh my god, we get knocked down so many times. I mean, literally knocked down, but <laughs> outside the ring, I mean, we literally get shit on all the time. I mean, yeah. if it's being in front of crowds, being on social media, being, you know, backstage, it's not people just think, oh my god, pro wrestling, all oh, cool. They got the big lights. Oh my god. I mean, I had a hell of a good time because I love TNA and we were a big ass cool family, but even if we don't see each other forever, we do. I think I'm thankful for social media because we get to follow each other and, you know, talk and stuff. So it's absolutely. And I do miss you. And like, you know, talking to you now, it feels like I have, I talked to you like last week, <laughs> nothing's changed, <laughs> but you make a really good point. You know, we have to go through so much with wrestling in terms of our humble beginnings and then coming up through the independence and then trying to get contracts with big companies and when you're with the big company trying to cut your own niche out for yourself and it's like hustle 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 and i'll never forget in the beginning i was told you need to learn how to eat shit and like it <laughs> i remember before i was in ovw and then I would go backstage. I hated it. Yeah. I, the way I felt, <clears throat> no one should feel that way. Mm-hmm. Going some, especially in some business you love. And I'm just like, you're a dick or you're a yeah. bitch. Like, yep. why? Yeah. Because you're you're a fake champion. You're so <laughs> cool. Yeah. You know, like yeah. <laughs> it's just like I remember that shit. And then and then it's funny too. And then you meet them. You know, on conventions and stuff, WrestleCade, WrestleCon, and I'm like, oh, let me tell you a little story about you. You know, <laughs> that's true. But I remember, you know, like I hated that, and I remember in TNA, every because it is intimidating. You're by yourself. You don't know yeah. where to put your bags. Yeah. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you don't say hi to someone, you don't want to interrupt them, and and then they try to fuck with you, like throw you in the ring, and you know, everyone's watching you. I'm like, fuck you, like. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> like, I have it, no time for that. No, I ta- I had I have Joe on Samoa Joe on the show um, today. I know he's such a good human. Like, he was probably you know was arguably our our most famous wrestler male friend, it, like our good friend, let's say. And his thing was he was just a good person. He looked after all of us. And, he did, and he really looked after all the girls too. Yeah. And it's not like he was buying us coffee. He wasn't doing us any special favors. He just, he taught us to like look after each other and empower each other because what's good for you is good for me. And then we built our product because we all felt secure. We didn't worry about if we are going to piss each other off or someone was going to throw your bag in a dumpster and poop in it or... <laughs> But, you know, you, these things happened in other companies. I know. Oh, my God. We had a girl in our locker room who basically every time she was in a WWE locker room, had her bag whipped out the door, put in a bathroom. I asked, probably know who that is. You, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Asked to leave the room by the makeup artist. Well, I did. I got. Oh, she was chick. a meanie. Oh, my God. And you know what was so cool? What? So I was oh. in the locker room and there was a chick, I think her name was Linda, maybe. She was like a tough enough winner. Oh, okay. She lasted maybe five minutes. She was with the Basham Brothers big chick. And oh, she yeah. was in there and she was kind of being a little snotty to me. I'm like, whatever, you're not going to be around that much longer. So whatever. Oh, yeah. But then Sable was in there, freaking motherfucking Sable. <laughs> and we were talking because, you know, she was with Brock and 
in Minnesota, and we were just BSing. And then that makeup lady came in and said, uh, you need to get out of here. Uh, you need to get your stuff. And she literally started grabbing my stuff. And Sable's like, no, she's fine. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, Sable. Like, get out of here, you makeup lady. And then I saw her at AEW. And then she was like, oh, my God, oh, lovely hair. Let me do something to it. I'm like, yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> but it's just so, like, why are people like that? It's just so miserable. It's just miserable. People. Like, in my ripe old age of 34, I, I look back and I think these people were just so wildly insecure. Oh, yep. Because if you are secure in, my, in your shit, you treat everyone good. And then you have nothing to worry about. And because who you see on the way up, they are waiting for you on the way down. <laughs> That's the one thing about this business. You can be on top of the world. And then all of a sudden you're going to a different company. And then you do another company out of the country. And then bam, you're back up again. And people talk. And office changes positions so quickly and they could literally be a runner one minute and the head of talent relations the next <laughs> i see it all the time i'm like you know. and that but that's like a reason why your career has been as long as it has and you have come and gone and like no issue because you're a good human you treat everybody well and you know this is a sisterhood like wrestling is weird enough but like, you know, there's even fewer women and it's our job to look after each other. And, you know, not all people are made equal. Exactly. It's like, I just can't stay. And like, as you get older too, but I was like this, even when I was younger, it's like, yeah. be nice to people. I don't like bullies. Even on social media, there's so many bullies out there. It's like, why? Oh, the shit people say, like, don't get me wrong. I, I will say that the internet now, because I guess social media has really evolved, can be a wildly positive place. But there's always some asshole who says the most ignorant shit. Like the other day, I posted on Facebook. I said, oh, you know, about being happy. I always do a kind of a motivational stuff sometimes. And it's yeah. just who I am. I'm like, oh, you know, this is what I'm doing, whatever. And this one guy is like, oh, wow, she must not have made really good money in wrestling. It's really sad. She has a food truck and lives in a trailer. Oh, my God, that's so sad. I'm like, what, what's so sad about it? <laughs> it's called It's Fucking Awesome? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, and he's like, and is she? I wonder if she's still married to Eric Young. I'm like, first of all, that wedding was fake. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> but it's funny, though, because everyone just went on him. He's like, why well, didn't mean it like that? Oh, what the f Get out of here, you dumbass. The, and and that's the other thing. I think for every one troll, there's like 20 good people that are waiting for a troll and they come to your defense. <laughs> and they need to be called out. Like, yeah. I know how some people are like, oh, don't let that get to you. But you know what? They need to be called out because they're bullies and stuff like that can really, it doesn't hurt me. I just laugh about it. Same. But some people, they take that and they could do bad things to themselves and i don't like that no you know and, what i mean and we've seen that you know we're even starting to see that in the business now with young people coming up that aren't secure you know maybe mental health issues and those trolls like could send them over the edge they could already be in a bad place so get your shit together people yeah like you're posting awesome pictures like saying you know you don't have to show your whole body off you can like your pictures have been awesome lately. Oh, like just posting you little pictures being yourself and it's like i mean just like when we did photo shoots in tna i remember we had to do some bikini ones i was like eh, i don't want to do that like, <laughs> <laughs> what do but i do with my hands i know i'm like eh. 
I'm sexy. <laughs> you know, it's like many guy girls, you know, like Christy had me are models and they're all posing. But then thank God for her, she actually helped a lot of us out. She's like, sure. be you. Here's what you can wear, you know, be you don't have to show Yeah. You're not allowed to show everything. It's not sexy to show everything. You know what? I think the most sexy attribute of any person, man, woman, dog, cat, whatever, is feeling good in your own skin. That is what sexy is. Exactly. Because I love, I mean, I'll see people like, especially too on, on social media again, like you'll see actors or actresses, like, you know, kind of bigger. Yeah. But that's them. That's them. They're it's that's them you know they're 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 healthy if they're happy but then some of them will lose weight and i'm like oh no what happened you know (laughs) for sure if you're not healthy fix it right you know rebel wilson lost all that weight and i was like oh but oh yeah but but i love her wrestling gear (laughs) i love her wrestling gear i was like damn (laughs) she's getting another run that's freaking awesome yeah yeah but yeah, anyway. she did my hair when I was in AEW. Oh, did she really? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, this is my year of the comeback. I, I decided I'd come back during COVID, make life really difficult for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you're on a hiatus, but I hope that I get to be back in the ring with you. I will be crossed. in Florida, so if Yay! you're in that area. Well, we'll see. Um, it was so good to catch up with you. Thank you for taking God, the time awesome. out. Before you go, I like to do a speed round of questions. I do 10 tailor-made questions, and I ask everybody the same questions. So are you ready? Uh, yeah, hold on. Let me take a drink. <laughs> okay. What is one beauty product you cannot live without? Come on. Even Samoa Joe had an answer. No, I do like a good moisturizer on my face. I hate dry skin. I hate it. Do you have a, are you brand, are you a slave to a brand or just whatever? I'm not, no. I just (laughs) grab whatever's there. Sam's Club special. (laughs) In bulk. In bulk, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite exercise? Favorite exercise? <laughs> Honestly, I love uh, going for walks. Um, every morning, I literally just wake up and I go for a 45 minute walk. That's so mature of you. I love that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, I have too many. I have way too many pet peeves. <laughs> give, give me some. Give me, give me top three. Oh, my God. All right, top three. I hate when I'm out at a restaurant, anywhere if I'm eating and someone blows their freaking nose. Ugh, nope. Oh my God, stop. Look, go go to the bathroom. Go. Don't not freaking blow your nose at the table. Ugh, that is so gross. Were you raised by wolves? Ugh, they have like a handkerchief and like ugh, they put it back in their pocket. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to bark. Um, that is one of my main ones. Okay. When people come out to my food truck and they're on their phone and they're like this, I'm like, oh, okay, okay, next. Oh, Get out of here. God. That. Yep. Just dumbass people, I guess. <laughs> fair, fair. I get it. That that encompasses a lot. Who is your celebrity crush? Oh, boy. Celebrity crush. <laughs> Joey Fatone? <laughs> I don't look at him as a celebrity, I guess. Jess is very good friends with Joey Fatone. It's awesome. He was an in sync. That's how. <laughs> that's how I kind of got my barbecue sauce going by being on his cooking show, uh, Sam Elliott. Oh, nice. I love older men. 
<laughs> Me too. I married one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go back to Joey Fatone. How did you guys meet? Hey, back at uh, T the backstage of TNA. So, oh God, this must have been oh eight, maybe okay. oh eight oh nine. And you know we're backstage, you know in Orlando. And thank God I was all dazzled up at my Daisy Duke <laughs> high heels on. And I'm looking, I'm like, damn, that looks like Joey Fatone. I'm like, oh shit, I better back it up. <laughs> I, back, I just went straight. I wasn't nervous. I was like, I'm going to go say hi to this guy. I said, hey, I'm Jess. Nice to meet you. He's like, oh, I'm Joey. And then I met his manager. His manager name was Joey too. And then uh, then we had a connection. It was just weird. We had a connection. Then his manager came over and just said, hey, do you guys go out and hang out afterwards and drink? I'm like, do we drink after the show? Come on. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, why don't you guys come hang out? And then Joey started coming around more often. Yeah, yeah I remember. Like, DNA management was like, we got to do something with ODB and Joey. Like, why is Joey here? And then he'd be like, I'm here to see my girl ODB. And then him and EY got at it. And it was kind of cool. And then we just stayed. He's actually been to the Airstream before. Get out. Joey Fatone's been in your Airstream? Yes. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to do an episode with just that story. That's for season two. Rochelle, that's my producer. Remember that. Ooh, we could do Airstream Diaries. Who's been in ODB's Airstream? Oh, boy. I ain't scared. I'm scared. Okay, that's season two. Don't forget it. Hello, this is your producer speaking. And yes, I will pencil in the Joey Fatone episode for season two. Any chance of Lance Bass making an appearance? What is your favorite band or artist? Oh boy. Um, growing up, I loved Juice Newton playing with the Queen of Hearts. Okay. And that was my um that was my little song. I used to tap dance to it when I was little. Um I loved Twisted Sister growing up. They were a good band. And then um oh God, I love I love well Kid Rock. Kid Rock is my all time favorite person to see live in concert. Okay. Him and then Brett Mike. I love Brett Michaels too. Nice. I think that's it. I love it. Good answers. Uh, do you have a secret vice like drinking a glass of wine in the shower? And if you do, what is it? A vice? Oh boy, I probably have too many. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a common denominator when I ask this question. <laughs> and it might have, I, I feel like you're like Joe where you, you wear your heart on your sleeve and all your vices. Like there's no like secrets. <laughs> Yeah, damn. I pretty much post everything I do on social media. Yeah. I think a little, I'm more like, I'm more girly girl than people would really realize. I think that would be, is that a vice? I don't know. I, yeah. Yes, I would agree with that because I, I think the imagery of ODB is very like tomboy, like, you know, rock and roll. Yeah. But you are, you are so girly. And that's what I love about you. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I'll put a dress on later and walk around the campground. Please send me a photo. <laughs> I'm going to get a sugar daddy tonight. Oh, God. Okay. What wrestler has the best entrance music? Honestly, I love the 
the good old era, like, you know, in the 90s, I guess, more like when you heard that music, you're like, oh, you know who's coming out. You know, like I'll say if it was Stone Cold coming out, Breaking the Glass, yeah. Hogan, like it, Ultimate Warrior was a good one. Yeah. God dang, yeah, I guess. So all um, the classics. Yeah, all, all those guys, Road Warriors. Yeah. Perfect. So. I know. I think everyone knows. You like your beverages, but what is your favorite drink? <laughs> oh boy! What? What is number uno? Well, I'm a beer drinker. Get out! <laughs> but honestly, I just love a lot. It's a Minnesota beer, though, and a St. Louis beer. It's called Michelob Golden Light. Okay. And not a lot of people um, have that beer, so that's like a more of a Minnesota beer. Joey Fatone had it, and he loved it. So. Okay. Hey, Joey Fatone approved. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, last one. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Second last one. What was your most embarrassing moment in the ring? Hmm. I guess I never gave a rat's ass. In the- <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I do remember one. I don't know if it was really embarrassing because no one really saw it. I peed a little. <laughs> I was wrestling um, for the knocked up championship. Uh, Cody Deaner. We had a match, and he had me in the corner, and he like shoulder tackled me. I was like, and I just totally, uh, yeah. Oh, actually, that brought me back. Actually, that actually, I just had my most embarrassing moment. Here it is. It was an NWA just this past year, and I was res- wrestling Thunder Rosa. Yeah. And as you get older, you know, I'm 42 years old, you know, stuff. I don't know. Doesn't sure. works differently, I guess. Yeah. And. <laughs> so I talked to Brooke Adams about this and she's like, girl. <laughs> and I caught Thunder Rosa like off the top, which I probably shouldn't be doing much anymore. Yeah. I was catching her and I'm like, oh shoot. I'm like, I think I just pissed a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I think I spelled my name in the ring. And I was just like, whatever, it is what it is. And oh, I'm like, no. and then it wouldn't stop. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> But no oh, one God. saw it. Like, no. Oh, yeah. Because we have those fish nets we wear, you yeah. know, those nude fish nets. Yeah. I had that little romper I wear, and I'm just yeah. like, oh my God, I just, I just spelled my name in the middle of the ring. <laughs> I'm like, watch out, boys, don't slip on my piss. <laughs> That's it's, when you just got to say it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it's sterile. I got to start doing my Kegels. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? Like, I think that the, uh, the guy, we talk about it because we're all in the business, but. Like that, like our anatomy isn't meant to be jiggled around in the ring like a fucking, uh, what's it called? Pinball. Last one. Finish this lyric. Cause I'm a redneck woman. I hate no high class broad. Shit. <laughs> Gretchen Wilson. Yeah. Um, can you keep sing- singing again? Oh, let me pull that back up. <laughs> Sorry, I closed closed my tablet. I was like, that's it. She got it. Okay, one second. Okay. Because I'm a redneck woman. I ain't no high-class broad. Just a product of my raisin. They did. Something, something, la, la. Good enough. I'll take it. She's a good... I actually read her book. I did too, yeah. Um. Joey Mercury actually gave me her book to read. And this was, oh my God, you're talking 14, 15 years ago, maybe. Yep. 
And holy crap, she is, she had to go through a lot of shit. She lived some life. But that's a good book for a lot of women to read because she's yeah. so different. Different and coming up in a man's world in her own way. Like, of course, there's a lot of country singers out there, but like she did it her way. She didn't mold to what they wanted her to be. And she had a hard ass time. Yeah, exactly. I like her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's good shit. Well, she needs to have a comeback. Yeah, come on back, Gretchen. Actually, I think she's had some legal trouble. I don't think she's come back. <laughs> well, sorry, Gretchen. <laughs> well, it's so good to talk to you. I, oh, my God. Thank you, Chantel, for having of me. Of course. I miss you. I love you. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> Footnotes. OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, is an American independent professional wrestling promotion based in Louisville, Kentucky. It was the primary developmental territory for WWE from 2000 until 2008. Wrestling Convention. A professional wrestling fan convention typically features a professional wrestling promotions talent and alumni autograph signings, interviews, fan activities, memorabilia displays, meet and greet, and matches. For example, WrestleCon. AEW. All Elite Wrestling, a professional wrestling promotion founded in 2019 and a major competitor in today's market. Well, that was a warm and fuzzy walk down memory lane with the Surreptitiously girly ODB. Jess is a real unicorn in the wrestling business. She is true to herself and her brand. There are no illusions. What you see is what you get. Which is why there is only one Jessica Kreza. It's 24-7 beer, boobs, and barbecues. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode of Wild On. You can mark my words. Season 2 is going to feature... Sexy Secrets from ODB's Airstream. I feel like that's what sets Wild On apart from all the other professional wrestling podcasts out there right now. I am giving you an authentic insider's view of the wonderful wild women of professional wrestling. But candidly, even if I have not met them yet, they are still my sisters and we will forever be bonded by the world of wrestling. It's a niche market and even more specialized for women. Not only do I want to put these women on a pedestal for the world, I have lived the life of a female professional wrestler. I know the ups and downs and everything in between. I know how incredibly resolute these women are, and I want all of you to know it too. Thus, you will always get something a little different from Wild On. Because this one is for us. And until next week, stay calm and wild on. Thank you for sticking with me weekly as Wild On is growing. Each week I hope to bring you something new and if nothing else, unique. Please feel free to DM me on Instagram or Twitter with any suggestions or things you might like to hear about. And don't get it twisted. Just because I don't respond 
doesn't mean I'm not reading every single message because I promise you I am. Also, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you like it. It's important, guys. Your girl's got to make some money. I want to get into a studio. I want to deliver you a better product. And when you rate and subscribe, it sends me up the ratings for iTunes. So please, 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 please do it. Check out the Wild On merch store for all your Taylor Wild shopping needs. I will provide the link in the description. Also, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at RealTaylorWild. That's wild with an E. As always, I could not do this podcast without my badass bitch editor and producer, Rochelle Diras. And my public relations queen, Madison Galshani. Thank you guys for your hard work every week. You make this process so much more fun. I love you. Everyone stay healthy and stay safe.